Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, and FamilyPetAncestry.com. They all lead to a variety of places where you can listen to the Dork Forest. Uh, I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. It is November or December. In November and December, I ask that you do not donate to the Dork Forest. You instead find a local food bank and give them the, either the 10 to to $100 that you were going to give the Dork Forest, because I know you were. Because uh, I have a PayPal button that you can start donating to again in January. But to find a local food bank in your neighborhood, you can go to feedingamerica.org and you can put in your zip code. If you do not live in the United States, you can put in the name of your town and the word food bank and it will come up. You can do that here in the United States as well, oddly enough. Uh, the internet works like that everywhere, it turns out. So do that. Don't donate to the Dork Forest. If you want to support the Dork Forest still in these months, there are ways. You can get stuff for people for the holidays as trinkets, as gifts. You can get T-shirts and CDs and merch over at JackieCation.com at, on the store. There's going to be a new stand-up shirt uh, coming out, and that actually will not benefit me. That'll be a benefit for different charities, I think, is what that's going to be. All of it's available digitally. You know, iTunes and Amazon and Comedy Film Nerds has my DVD as a downloadable video, comedyfilmnerds.com. But if you want hard copies of the DVD of the CDs, you can get them at jackiecation.com. I also have a stand-up comedy T-shirt, my spooky reading girl T-shirts. I have Dork Forest T-shirts and Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirts. I have hoodies in stock. It is winter. And so if you want a hooded sweatshirt, zip hoodie, I actually have all the sizes in stock. You can email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, to make sure that they are still in stock at any time, of course. Uh, and I will tell you if they are. And if they aren't, it would be back order, and it might be a while. So know in your heart. Other than that, another way to support the show, if you, uh, because you're not donating in November and December, is to continue to use the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. There is a link uh, to support the show, and all it is is it's a link through to Amazon. And you order normally, like you would from Amazon. The Dork Forest just gets a little bit of a kickback for your order. It doesn't cost you extra at all. You can... Uh, see my calendar, where I'm doing stand-up comedy. You can always follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. The Facebook page is Jackie Cation hyphen Joke Smith. That's my fan page. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of The Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp, and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the thedorkforest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a, a four- Four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too, and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. Oh, why don't I do the the credits? The Dork Forest is not made possible just by me, Jackie Cation. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, by God, and it's going to be great. 
And Mike Rickberg sang that song you just heard. He composed and sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. And Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He does, uh, he does the website. Go to allthingscomedy.com and find other podcasts there. I also have another podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show with Lori Kilmartin on the Nerdist Network. Uh, dorks, nerds, we're all in this together. The Jackie and Lori Show is literally... Lori Kilmartin and I discussing and just essentially just going off about stand-up comedy. So if you like stand-up comedy, you might like the Jackie and Lori show over on Nerdist. Anyway, let's get into this show because it's awesome. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Jen Briney, podcaster, fellow podcaster. Welcome to the uh, Van Nuys. Thank you so much for having me. Hilarious. You just told me that you flew down here to be on the Dork Forest. I did. From San Francisco, which... Still not cheap. Still hilariously. Thank you very much. That is very <laughs> flattering. You're welcome. You I'm know, actually can... living in Oaktown. Oh, I'm on the Oakland. other side of the bay. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not not as expensive, but still horrendously expensive. So. <laughs> right. Right. And but yeah, I'm a Southwest A-list member. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Yeah, thank All you. Right. Is that first 15? Is that what I'm hearing? A1 through 15? Or? Not business class. No. Oh, not business class. So just first 30. Yeah. Just okay. the, I, the best part for me is I always book the last flight of the day and then I go to any flight I want to before it. Oh, it's the best thing ever. So I'm just going to go to LAX after this and hop on any flight I want to. Oh, it's that's beautiful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a th- there's a nice little dorky trick. Southwest <laughs> Airlines fans. Uh, mm-hmm. how, it, now, do you? All right, I'm waiting off. But uh, so a list to Southwest. I am a, I am a Delta. I, I fly Delta. And I also have a, a Southwest card. And and I try to uh, fly Southwest when I can because I like Southwest. I think they're funny, quite honestly. I do too. Even though I do stand-up comedy, I genuinely, and comics are brutal on the, so the, the, the flight attendants, they're fucking brutal. And you're like, they're at work. They're trying to make their work bearable. Leave them the fuck alone and laugh at their dumb jokes. And some of them aren't dumb. Some of them are funny. Some of them are funny. So, yeah. Some of them sing. Yeah. I love it. Some of them are screwing around in other ways that make me happy. Yeah. So just if, they're, if their jobs are that much better, get off their ass. Anyway, so uh, how do you be an A-lister? Do you have to fly a lot? You do. You? So you have to get 25 flights that you pay for in a year. Oh, okay. And so my strategy is that I pay for everything until I get A-list and then I use the points. So I got down oh. here on points. It actually cost me $22. Well done, because $11 a leg. Yep. Uh, or, or a route. The 9-11 fee. <laughs> 9-11. Oh, is that <laughs> what that Literally is? the 9-11 fee. They call uh, it that. Boo fucking boo. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, how soon we forget. How soon. I know. It's, uh, I'll tell you how soon we forget. Uh, Vegas was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, or a month ago. And uh, yeah. So and Walmart was last night, as was the, the New York the thing. New York thing. Yeah. What happened in New York? In Walmart? Walmart, uh, not not New York. Three right? people mowed down in a Walmart with a gun in Colorado, and then there was a guy, a Muslim, so we're calling him a terrorist, that Ugh. drove on a bike path and killed eight people. With the in truck New York in City. New York City, yeah, right. And because he was raised Muslim, heaven forfend. Yeah. Okay. So at Jen Briney, by the way, J E N B R I N E Y, and you have a podcast. The reason we're going political immediately, you guys, <laughs> is because you have a political podcast, and and plus we're alive. So uh, it's called Congressional Dish, right? It is. Your podcast is called Congressional Dish. It's on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places that are repurposed in your own. Is there a congressionaldish.com? There is. 
And that's where you can find the show notes, which are the most important thing I do. I also have an app for both I for Apple and Android, Android phones. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When you talk about what's going on in the world, there's so much that you don't know what to believe. Right. The minutia. Yeah. For, well, oh, uh, oh, and sources. Yeah. So I put all my sources. If I say something on Congressional Dish, you'll at least know where I'm getting it from. Fucking Jen Briney uh, <laughs> is a walking uh, ray of hope. Congressional Dish. Yeah. Because I'm just okay. a person. Like, yeah. And like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is where I'm getting it from. So look at right. it for yourself. <laughs> so there you go. Tell me if it's if it's if it's uh, secret Nazis. Yeah. And uh, so what? Um, do you have uh do you have a political education? What what where did no. you go to where'd you go? Now you're from California. I am. You went to high school here in I California. Did. did you go to college here in California? I did. Where did you go to college? Loyola Marymount. So Lo- right by the airport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Californian way to put it. It's a really it's right in between the ten, the two ten and the no, the four hundred five, the one hundred five. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, well, and parking is an issue, but you might as well just valet anyway. So, so Loyola Marymount. Yeah. Uh, what did you get your degree in? Um, drinking. Oh, really? Congratulations. <laughs> did you get your BA or is that a BS? <laughs> no, really. Like, so Loyola. It was a great school. But I didn't take advantage of my first two years. I really just partied. I wasn't living with my family. That's because you were eighteen. I was eighteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. So. But my life changed in 2003. This is when I became a more serious person because I was trying to escape a bad breakup. Just wanted to leave the country. And so I went and studied abroad in Germany. Oh, my God. That is a giant (laughs) geographic. You're like, oh, I don't. I'm going to need to go far away to recoup from this situation. Yeah. Fair enough. I just don't want to be anywhere near you. So I'm going to go across a couple oceans. (laughs) (laughs) In Germany. Yeah. Where in Germany? I was in Bonn. which was the capital right after the war before they moved it to Berlin. So it was a really interesting place to be when we started the Iraq war. Right. And for me, the hardest part was I would go to bars and to restaurants and people would hear my accent. They would know an American and they would say, why is your country doing this? And I would go, I don't actually know. And that was so embarrassing to me that for the first time in my life, I started asking questions and it was weird to come back here because, like I said, that was the conversation happening in bars and restaurants. When we went into bars and restaurants, there wasn't sports on TV. That Well, there would be. There would be like one screen on soccer, the other screen on British Parliament. Okay. You know, so it's like they're paying attention. Yeah. I came back here and I went back to school and all of my friends were talking about the movie Old School, which right. great movie. <laughs> But we just started a fucking war. So yeah. maybe we should discuss this. And so yeah. the reverse culture shock was really, really hard for me. And so my senior year was when I really buckled down. I was a communications major. I got to really study what the media was doing and how they were doing it and manipulating us and all that stuff and got so into it. So I feel like I got this power year at Loyola Marymount where I really learned a lot about researching. So it was two years in Germany, essentially. It was only six months. Six months in Mm -hmm. Germany. It changed my whole life. Just a sort of an immersion program of what citizenship could look like. Yeah. Essentially. Holy, holy shit. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. For having your eyes opened and being willing to see it. And then you came home and, uh, and went back to, and so senior year, you just were like, uh, clearly I need to figure some shit out. I just wanted to understand what we were doing. Yeah. And at the time, I was blaming everything on the Bush administration. Yeah. You know, for somewhat obvious reasons. Right. And I just 
every time I got an answer, it yeah. led to more questions. Yeah. So it'd be like, so why did we start this war? And I was like, oh, wait, oil's central to this. Why would we start a war over oil? I mean, I was that basic. Right. Where I didn't even, there was no big picture thinking. I'd never thought outside the United States or, I mean, I didn't think outside of California or even my city. It was just my little world. Yep. And I didn't, I never asked, which you is never, so embarrassing. So. It's super embarrassing. But here's the thing about, about education. You go in not knowing things and that's, you're supposed to learn things. Yeah. And it's the difference between being willing to learn and being not willing to learn. And so it's, it, every time I learn something new, I'm like, how could I have not known that? Right? And yet I didn't know it. And now I know it. Allow me. It was like I worked in, uh, I was a temp and somebody explained at great length how to do this mailing. And at the end of it, the woman said, do you understand how to do it? And I said, sort of, uh, I'll be asking, uh, as we go along for more questions, uh, cause I have the overview and I'm going to need specifics again. And she just looked at me. She was like, Oh, and I said, yeah, no, I, I'm going to need at least one more run through this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, I'll do it however you want me to. This is maybe not the best analogy, but uh, because I'll do it however you want to do it. But I didn't want I didn't want to do it wrong. Yeah. And I and and so ever since then, I've always thought, well, I might as well just learn and just learn what is being said, how how, how other people would like it done. It is a bad analogy. Um, I don't think so. Strike it from the record. I no, really don't ahead. think it's a bad oh, really? analogy because that's kind of what happened. That's how I got into Congress because I I was blown away in 2003 by the big picture. But then it was like, now I want to know the specifics of how this is being done. Okay. So that's how I got into Congress because it. my dad had voted for George W. Bush. Right. Um, so when I was blaming him for everything that's ever happened in all of human history. Right. He was like, you know, none of this could happen without Congress. They control the money. They could throw him out of office. They could stop the war. And he's like, yeah. so stop blaming him for everything. And I went, well, that's an interesting thing you just said. Right. Right. So we've started huge. You yeah. know, I'd like to blame God. And then you're like, no, let's go talk about the angels. And then let's talk about yeah. just one. You know, what? But the thing. OK, so you started really big. The war really affected you that much. It did. And you're like, OK, so I'm going to find out more. And so you grew up in California. You have representatives in California. And so did you start with the California? Did you, you started big and came, came, came down. So you went U S Congress and that's where you're at right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you ever go down to the state level? No. And I wish someone would, I get emails all the time from people like, could you do this for my state? And I'm like, no, <laughs> figuring right. out the U.S. Congress is enough. <laughs> right, right. I mean, so for, so just to, uh, for our foreign listeners and uh, to refresh me, I have a degree in political science, by the way, almost completely uh, moot. So, uh, but what the uh, so talk to me. So the the U.S. Congress is made up of the House and the Senate. Correct. Uh, the Senate is a representative of two representatives from each state. So there are 100 members, correct? Correct. Uh, Because there are 50 states in the United States. Correct. So there are two senators for each state. The House, on the other hand, is done by population. So uh, I don't know the uh, the equation, uh, but I know there are over 430? There is. Very close. Uh, 435. Okay. And each district is approximately 700,000 people. Okay. And so that's how... uh, districts are broken up to give representation well except for that (laughs) they draw lines around the people they want voting for them right so that's 
they, we allow the parties to pick the voters. So basically, like, and this is actually important right now because the census, that's what counts all of us. Yeah. It says how many people we have, how many chicks, how many dudes. Like, right. And so the census determines how all the redistricting is done because people move every 10 years. Right. But whatever party is in control of the state government during the census, they get to draw the new maps. And so that's why you have these movements now with both the Democrats that's and the Republicans. The thing. Yeah. And the next opportunity for gerrymandering is 2020. It's coming up. Right. So there's a whole, the Republicans actually named their effort to jerry-rig all of it. It's called Project Red Map. That's fun. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Hold, holding back nothing. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's the weird thing, though. Do you know the history of the word gerrymandering? I do not. I used to, but not off the top of my head. Fair enough. So gerrymandering is the, is the where the party picks the voters mm-hmm. because, and this is done at the state level. This is not done at the federal it's level. It's done at the state level. There is no uniform standards for how we decide who is grouped together. So you would right. think you and your next door neighbor would be in the same district. And in places, that's not true. Because they can draw the line in between you and your, those two houses. Uh-huh. Interesting. So uh, let uh what would be, I mean, it would make more sense to say everyone in this area code, I mean, or whatever, you know, is, is what, what is their excuse for redrawing the lines? I, I mean, mean, granted, Project Red, whatever. Red map, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that, so uh, blatant. <laughs> right. That doesn't sound like uh, there's, no, there's no excuse anymore. But initially, what was the excuse? Any idea? I have no idea. I think it's just that we've stopped paying attention to the entire branch, yeah. which is kind of why I started the podcast to begin with, because we're so focused on the executive branch. Even now, you turn on the TV, we're still talking about Hillary. She lost yeah. a year ago. Yeah. And she's so, a private citizen. Yeah. She's yeah. a private citizen. And like, yeah, she's a historical citizen. But why are we talking about her when we have 435 people in Congress doing things? Right. You know? Yeah. And they've been there. Some of these people have been there more than my entire lifetime. So I'm fascinated by them. And they're making all the rules. And they control all the money. And it's just everything's happening there. They can stop everything Trump is doing while we're paying attention to the executive branch, which right. we have very little control over. Right. So once I realized, like, my power is yes. here, I wanted to take more control over it. And there's so few of us doing it that that's why I think they get away with it. I don't think the right. system was designed to be like this, but they just change the rules in their own favor because they get to change the rules. Right. Because they're in charge of the rules. Mm-hmm. And so, so what does, so what do you, you watch C-SPAN 3? I do. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Why? Why is C-SPAN 3 the best? So there's, well, how did the C-SPAN break First of all, there's up? three C-SPANs. <laughs> yeah. So, the the two that you get with basic cable. So okay. let's talk for a second yeah. too about how Comcast is evil. Um, oh, yeah. You get with basic cable C-SPAN 1 and 2. So C-SPAN 1 is everything that happens on the House of Representatives. C-SPAN okay. 2 is everything that happens on the floor of the Senate. Okay. But C-SPAN 3 is yeah. one tier up, so it costs you $30 extra. But you get all the hearings, and the hearings are fun. So that's where you actually see them create the bills. That's where you see them fight. That's where you see... It's 30 bucks a month. Yeah. First of all, it's cable. Mm -hmm. You have to pay to get C-SPAN at all. Who owns C-SPAN? The cable companies. They say, if you look at it, it says provided by cable. It is a public service, but they charge you a lot for the third one. Yeah. But you can go on the internet 
and get everything that C-SPAN has. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need cable to watch it all. But if you want to watch it live, you oh. need to have a cable subscription. Okay. Um, but and then... you just have it in the background of your all life? All the time. Yeah. Okay. And even my husband's gotten kind of into it. He'll watch certain hearings. Right. It took... 14 years to get him there <laughs> but i find a little marijuana gets him into the hearings pretty well and <laughs> right well because it's gotta be it's it's uh it's gotta get you down you know and and just infuriate sometimes depends yeah. on the topic of the hearing but sometimes you get to watch them craft a bill mm-hmm. and it's interesting so right now i'm working on an episode about the veterans administration yeah there's a program where it allows veterans to go to doctors in their own neighborhoods instead of going to the VA. Yeah. And my spidey sense was like, you're trying to privatize the VA. And so I'm looking into that. But yeah. what I'm finding in the last couple of days is it's actually not that nefarious. It actually seems like a decent program. So every once in a while, I do get surprised. And Oh, there you go. Yay. Oh, yeah. It's, that's not, nice. a, it's not all bad news. There's a lot of bad news. But it's not <laughs> right? all bad news. <laughs> right, right. So how many episodes of Congressional Dish are there? So I have five years. So 200 or? I've done 160. Okay. And... Yeah. And my whole shtick for the first two years is I read every bill that passed the House of Representatives. That's how I learned. Wow. Yeah, it sucked. I thought it would be possible. (laughs) You thought it would be possible? Yeah, it wasn't possible. To read every bill that was being proposed at the House of Representatives? Passed. Oh, that passed. Because my my theory going into it, having known nothing about Congress, was if they can pass this bill, they obviously had to read it. Yeah. And therefore, if they can read it, I can too. Right. I'm a fast reader. Yep. Um, No. No, no, no. They pass things that they don't know. They probably haven't read it either. Yeah, they say their staff has, but there's... And I've just seen horrible things, like the way our government is funded, and this is going to happen on December 8th, too. Our government is funded with... It's supposed to be 12 different bills, right? Okay. That are carefully crafted and voted on individually. Oh, the budgets? Yeah. So, well, the budget and the actual funding are two different things, which is all kinds of confusing. The yeah. budget is like the first draft, It's not legally binding in any way. Okay. But they use that first draft to create these 12 bills. But they don't actually do those 12 bills properly. Instead, they're funding all 12 sections of the government all at once right before Christmas. And I've seen this happen every single year I've done Congressional Dish. So what you get is a 2,000-page bill that funds everything, and then they stuff all kinds of crap in there, basically using it as like a vehicle to right, carry just, things like, into they're law. They're just hiding shit underneath the carriage of the vehicle. Funny you say that because I call those provisions dingleberries. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes. So December 8th, this is about to happen. Yeah. And But in previous years, they've put it off, right? They have, they've, they've stalemated Obama and yeah. they said, we're going to close the government. Well, that's where we're at. So the government's supposed to be funded by September 30th. Okay. So they've already extended the deadline till December 8th. You'll start to hear the government shutdown talk yeah. <laughs> around that week. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably extend it by another week, but yeah. God forbid they actually get into Christmas week. So by the 15th <laughs> or so, we usually get that monster bill that gets signed into law to prevent the government shutdown. That's the way they justify this. So it's like, you have to sign this, President Obama, or else we're going to have a government shutdown. Right. So he signs it, and whatever else is stuck in there becomes law too. Why is it... Now, I know why. But why hasn't anybody <laughs> who knows why uh, it is? Tw- Here's what I would like, ideally, and why isn't it? Uh, <laughs> is that we do the funding piece by piece. 
That's how it's supposed to be. That is how it's supposed to be. Absolutely. They have 12 different committees. They're all named after the sections of government. Right. There's a whole process for this. And somehow down the line, it got thrown out the window. Right. The only thing that gets funded properly and on time every year is military spending. It's the only one. That's the only one. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is just kind of a crapshoot. And it's the most frustrating thing to watch. But these people seem to think it's okay because they've been in Congress for 30, 40 years. And And it's how it's been done. For 30 or 40 years. Yeah. I wonder what the history of putting the bills together, like who was the fucking diabolical genius who said, let's make them all go in at once and then we can hide some women have to stand on one foot if they ever want to get birth control <laughs> uh bill you know, know. and um so do, do you don't have no, you have no idea how long this has been like I don't. this i but, mean really i've been immersed in this for five years right but and, that's really where my timeline starts i've started mm-hmm. so what i do on the show to like go down into my my dork <laughs> curiosity because yeah. i feel like to even understand the bills i have to understand the issues behind them and where they came from. And so I'll do deep dives on certain topics and I'll right. find out about things that passed, but there's just been so much history that it was never taught. Right. You know? So it's like, if it's not on the news and it's not something we're discussing in day to day life, I have no background from right, before right. when I How started are you supposed this. to find it. And yeah. so, um, <clears throat> wow, this is, um, you're doing the Lord's work here, man. You're doing some vital work. <laughs> I think I'm just doing the citizen's work. You are definitely doing the citizen's work. But I mean, it's like, it's hard. It's uh, the amount of work that must go into each episode. Are you do it by yourself? Is this a solo? You'll be happy to know that I've done no research into your podcast. No, hey, that's can I fine. Be on your podcast? Yes, you can. <laughs> I also yesterday recorded one about Veronica Mars, a show I've seen one of. So there you go. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, never heard them. Anyways, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft, never read it. Anyway, so those are the upcoming episodes tomorrow. Magic the Gathering, don't care. Uh, I can build a deck, but nobody wants me to. Nobody wants me to build their deck. <laughs> so I just got an email from that guy going, "I'll bring you a." couple of decks you can see it and i was like you can and i would love to see them congratulations and i did write an erotic fan fiction between a necromancer and a blue wizard uh where she kills him and then brings him back to life and says you forgot your safe word and that was the punchline so that was the whole it was very funny anyway so here's the thing about congress and the congressional dish i'm talking by the way jen briney i'm talking why don't i have a show on npr i just said i'm talking i'm talking to jen briney you guys it's j-e-n-b-r-i-n-e-y at Jen Briney, that's Twitter, Instagram, all the things. Yeah. And then congressionaldish.com. Find the podcast. There's there's only 160 episodes. How long is each episode? Well, <laughs> that keeps getting longer because <laughs> right. I find that with the stuff I have to say, it's generally an hour hour and a half. Okay. Um but I also thank all of my contributors at the end and answer their questions and go off about whatever they want me to go okay, off about. Okay, so there's so, like addendum kind of stuff. Yeah, so at the end of it, I just kind of talk as long as I feel like it because it's a podcast. Who's going to stop me? Mm-hmm. So that when you look at it, it'll say like two and a half hours, but it's not all substance. It's right. me screwing around at the end. And, <laughs> and I screw around in the middle too. That's right. the thing. I'm just a person 
who's curious about this. And when you're like, oh, I'm NPR, people are trying to push me to be NPR. Yeah. I'm like, I'm too big of a goofball for that. You know, I want to throw a dick joke in the middle of a bill. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you, uh, NPR could use a dick joke. I uh, agree. Yes. And that's what's making me crazy. The stuff that I'm finding is so fascinating. And it's so interesting. And I'm obsessed with C-SPAN. I put so many C-SPAN clips into my show. And it is so you interesting. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Bes- besides sourcing out all of your d- the statements you make and the and the and the and the information you're giving, you're sourcing that in the notes. Yeah. You're also editing in using what Audacity or GarageBand or some damn thing. Well, for t- the last two and a half years, I've had an audio editor. There you go. Yeah. So I couldn't. I was doing this myself, but it was killing me, and I had no life. Right. So I'm trying to find that whole work life balance, balance thing. Yeah. Um, because I've never been a workaholic. Don't really want to be. <laughs> I wasn't no, enjoying it. No, there's no, there's no reason to be one. Yeah. And so you find the clips though. I do. So what I'll do is I'll walk around with my phone and I'm listening to hearings. Yeah. And I listen to it on double speed because they're wicked long. Yeah. And so I'll. I take screenshots of the stuff that's interesting. Okay. And it'll have time code or something. On yeah. It? I'll have the time. Then I go back in and give my editor like, here's the first few words. Here's the last few words. Grab these, transcribe them for me. Patrick Brady does that for the clip. Yeah. It's perfect. In for the clip. And, and but- that way when I'm making the show, I don't have to listen to all of them to remember what was said. I can read it, put it in order to tell the story. Cause that's really my goal is to tell an interesting story. You'll understand what's going in the bill, but you're understanding why, who said it, who got paid. Like yeah. all of these are stories. Right. And what's um I want to hear another good one. Uh is anything good happened in the last year or two that anything uh anything good. Uh, you got a good story that uh, that that you ended up telling on the show? How about a particularly horrible one then? Oh, I've I've got so many of those. Right, right. So it's, many. Uh, it's hard, hard to remember. Well, here's one that's like this is a 50/50 like there's nuance to this type of thing. Okay. So, after 9/11, we found out that our communications people aren't able to communicate with each other. Their radios don't talk to each other. The police and the firemen, they use different equipment. Oh, okay. Total mess. So one of the things so that Congress... So all the different emergency people. Yeah. Like, so like the police department uses one type of equipment with one channel. The fire okay. department's using something else. So they weren't speaking to each other. Right. And, so, and also their communication systems were crashing. So right. if they were trying to use like the cell phone network or anything like that, like... There just isn't in a first responder um, emergency Channel. system. Yeah. So Even after though, boo, we get the thing, yeah. right? <laughs> it says it's a test of the emergency broadcast system. Clearly, uh, just more theater, more uh, well, that TSA works theater for us. And I love the emergency alert system. It told me about a tornado over my head in Pennsylvania. So okay. yay for emergency <laughs> alert system. I appreciate that one. Okay. But this is one like the walkie talkies need to talk. Okay. You know, and right now we all have phones that can be walkie talkies in our pockets. Yeah. So what's happening is that after 9-11, Congress passed a bill that basically said like, we need to have this nationwide first responder network. Right. It's going to be called FirstNet. We actually, it's being built. Skynet. Little uh, creepy, right? Creepy, yeah. And FirstNet, this is what I found out this year through a weird C-SPAN 3 hearing. FirstNet has decided that instead of building a network, they're just going to give $7 billion to AT&T. And so our first responder network is literally AT&T. And now wow. all these different states are signing up. When I did the episode, this was probably three or four months ago, there were seven states and I now follow FirstNet on Twitter. And I think there's been at least four more that have signed up. Right. But this is one of those things like 
maybe we should have a conversation about it. Right. But no, no, no one even knows about it. Well, and the weird thing is, is I signed up for a thing and I've talked about it before. I signed up for this. There's the TSA pre-check when oh, you I go through that. TSA pre-check's great, right? Let's go look uh, a man in the eyes and tell him I'm not a monster <laughs> and give him $85. And then I get to skip a line, right? Uh-huh. Uh, for, well, I don't know how many years. Uh, there's a new thing called clear. Have you heard about clear? No. Clear is you get to skip the TSA pre-check line. What? Yeah. Here's the thing about clear. Clear is privately owned. No. By two people named Ken and Karen. They don't have last names. Literally, when I signed up, my sister signed up for some reason. And she said, you should totally sign up for clear. You're a Delta Diamond. You'll get it for free. And I was like, okay. And so I did it. And at the end of signing up, I said... So is this through the government? Is this another government TSA thing? And the woman goes, no, this is uh, privately owned. It was, uh, they tried to do it and then it was rebought by Ken and Karen in 2003. What? So what happens when you go to the airport? Fingerprints and retina. It's like something <gasps> out of Minority Report. That's where horrific. They could, I could, I could be murder she wrote it uh, anywhere, anywhere now. Except, so I go through the clear line, which skips the P- TSA line. Where is the clear line? Uh, you're going to LAX, right? I am. You will you see You bet it. your ass I'm going to go look for this yeah, clear line. look for the clear line. Oh my, the rabbit holes are endless. Yeah. And the, the, the science fiction dystopian, I mean, my father has always, has always said, we live in a dystopian present. You don't need to read those books. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, but the books usually end up nice. Uh, they usually win at the end. That's why I usually read them. And, uh, wow. but yeah, the, the, the national ID program with our, our, the, the other new thing at the airport is that all of, um, every state has to have a national, has to be on the national network. Yeah. It's going to be a clusterfuck in 2018 when people don't have the right ID. Right. And it's another way to get, uh, pe- poor people not to vote because I didn't see that angle. That angle is because, uh, the line, the sign at the, at the airport is, it's wait, not to not to vote, not to travel. It will trap them in their homes. It'll trap them in their tiny towns mm. because they can't travel by air unless they have a certified ID now. It has to be like a passport, which is not cheap. No, passports aren't cheap. Or you have to have this a state ID from a state that is uh, is in the national network. Like Oregon isn't, yeah. Washington isn't. There's a couple of different. There's uh, a dozen states Missouri. that are like, yeah. yeah, that are like, we're not interested in your weird national ID. Which I was happy that there wasn't a national ID when I got my second DUI, because mm. uh, I got my first DUI in Minnesota, which was called my first DUI. <laughs> I got my second DUI here in California, which was called, by the way, my first DUI. Oh wow! Because there was no national network. There you go. And um. And so I have friends who have had DUIs in at least a half a dozen different states. And uh, God you bless know, America. Hey, exactly. Why don't you get some help? Why don't you get some help there, Johnny? And, or, you know, Uber. <laughs> right. Pre-Uber. And, yeah, uh, that was trouble pre-Uber. That's yeah, true. So, but Clear <laughs> is, I literally, so then I started looking into Clear. So I Googled the words, <laughs> Ken and Karen, Clear. And because I had asked a woman, Are, is there a website? For Ken and Karen to find out more about, and she said, "I know Karen's on LinkedIn." I was oh like, my god! LinkedIn, and so I found Karen. Her name is Karen Clear on LinkedIn, and you're like, "What the fuck is your last name? Is it Hitler?" 
<laughs> is it Rockefeller? <laughs> is it Trump? What is it? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now so, I need to go through all my hearings, <laughs> see right. if they even know about this. Because this is the thing. Like, I knew who, that... Who the, justified that? Yeah, who's allowing this? But this is... Because so this AT&T, is what's happening to me in this experiment of mine. Yeah. So I went into this just being like, what's going on in Congress? Oh, this C-SPAN shit's pretty cool. Here's, um, here's a podcast. Well, and it really happened... I'm going to totally lose my train of thought. But it really happened when I saw... I was cleaning and I saw a... <laughs> representative from Oklahoma slipped something into an energy and water funding bill that protected secret campaign contributions. And he had the balls to brag about it. So that's really when I was like, Oh, there are things happening that we're not being told. Cause like Rachel Maddow didn't talk about it on TV. Yeah. There was nothing on the internet, no articles, no blogs, like no one knew it happened. And that's right. when I was like, stuff is happening that we don't know about. That was the whole catalyst for this thing. Yeah. But once I started it, the pattern that was, I, I can't even stop seeing it is that they're trying to privatize everything. So it's right. like when we're talking about this TSA thing, 9-11, all the terrorists went through privatized security. You don't want security with a smile. You know, you right. want someone who's going to take the gun out of your pocket, not be like, oh, well, we don't want you going to the other airline, sir. Like walk around the, de- the right. metal detector, which happened at Boston Logan Airport. I have the YouTube video. Right. Like, you can watch it happen. But they're still trying to go back in that direction because there's this belief by too many people in Congress that the private sector can do everything better by its very nature. So you could have the same exact employees. You could have me and you working at a private sector firm or me and you going to do the same thing for the government. We become garbage as soon as we work for the government for these people. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So we've hired people that don't believe that government can do anything right by its very nature to run our government. Right. And it's not going well. <laughs> no. So no. hearing this clear shit, it makes perfect sense to me, knowing the gang that's working for our government right now. Right. Um, it makes perfect sense. I just don't know if Congress is aware of this. I didn't know this was happening at LAX. There are certain airports. I know like San Francisco is one of them. Right. Where they're allowed to have some privatized security now. Yeah. Um, but this means that it's expanded if it's happening at LAX. Well, it's hard and, to keep track of. And clear brags. They're like, we're in a dozen airports. We're going to be in 22 airports by the end of the year. And so huh. you're like, so, um, so when I go to the airport, like I went to the Minneapolis airport and it was there. But then I went to the, uh, I think it was uh, Charlotte or Char- Char- Charleston. I forget. And I was like, oh, they don't have a clear line. And uh, mm. so I had to stand with the not peasants of TSA PreCheck. <laughs> and it, the whole thing, um, when I didn't have TSA PreCheck, and, and Andy, my husband, uh, he always insists, he refuses to go through the metal detector. He's mm. like, if I'm going to the theater, I would like the entire experience. So please <laughs> pat me down. And uh, he's like, I would like front row seats to the whole thing. And so he's, it's awesome. But I fly too much and just want to get through. <laughs> yeah, so, I want to be in in four minutes. Right. That's so great. He doesn't go through the spinny one. He'll go through the regular metal detector. Like if he has pre-check, he'll go through regular metal detector. Yeah. But if it's if they want you to put your hands up like you're under arrest, which is what I always think of whenever I go through that TSA thing and, and they want me to put my hands up, I'm like, are you getting me here? What are you preparing me for? 
Yeah. What, every time you have me put my hands up. What are you preparing me for on the on on a murder mystery show when the the murder victim looks real? <laughs> I feel like you're preparing me to see dead bodies. Yeah. And I don't want to. And uh, so and I don't want to be prepared to be arrested. I would like to either be killed or to be allowed to live free. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, Thomas Paine, but backwards. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so what? Uh, so what are the hearings that you're listening to? So you must do. There must be so much work, though. So to- much work. But luckily, like you know what they say: like if you enjoy your job, you never really work. Right. So I just get to follow whatever story is interesting to me now, and I think this clear thing might be an episode because right. this is fascinating. But that's the type of thing that I discover. It's like. I'm curious about this, so I'm going to follow this for the next two weeks, right? And make something out of it, um, like the VA thing. I've sounds- been following this for three years, and now yeah. it's just the time to actually go down the rabbit hole, right? It's Veterans Day weekend is when I'm releasing it, so it's like, okay, now is the time to be like, are they screwing with your healthcare? Yes or no, right? So I'm going to give them an episode, yeah. Um, but then the other thing that I'm trying to do, like the Thanksgiving episode, have you? Oh, you're friends with Matt Marr, right? But I know Matt Mark. Yeah. yeah. So he's a friend of mine. And so okay. we went to the comedy store and I had three bills. And so at the store, you know, the little podcast studio in the basement. Oh, okay. I talked about three bills. We watched them C-SPAN together and we discussed it together. And it was so much fun because <laughs> I would love to make it. I would love to just have conversations about this stuff. So right. It would be nice. To, right. Right. It'd be nice to have it be more of a social thing where yeah. you're, where you don't feel quite like the Unabomber, uh, in your own home. It's true. Spinning. Yeah. So, cause like, I, don't you know about first net? <laughs> How do you not know? I don't know about first net, but that very easily could be the clip, uh, because people need to know about fucking first net. <laughs> yeah. So which is um, AT&T. So it's if just, you want to have service in an emergency, now uh, you know a company you have to buy. Well, thank God I know AT&T. There's, I did have, did an episode with a guy named Chip Chinnery about Chip's money tips and Chip's dorkdom. Uh, sometimes dorkdoms make me uncomfortable. They're not... There, uh, Many people have hobbies that are not my hobby, and I'm like, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's do it. And uh, Chip loves to fiddle and diddle with credit cards and uh, free NFL pass things and fly to Tokyo to get the, the last for the day to get the, the diamond status or whatever. And so he'll spend two hours to get $250 off on his visa card or something. And it's chips money. T- it's actually quite interesting. Yeah. And every a month or every week or whatever, I'll get an email from chips. I'm, I, I'm a subscriber. And uh, <laughs> I've, now I've lost my thread because, um, he was talking about one of, it was like, it was like this. God damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. What well, were we talking about? The only thing going through my head is chip chittery, chip chittery, uh-huh. chip 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 I'm right. sure I'm not the first to do that, but no. I just can't help it. I know. I wonder, <laughs> I've always wanted to say, Chip, do you have a regular name? <laughs> is Steve? this real? Is it is it Elvis? Is it Elvis Chinnery? Because that would be fun too. <laughs> but Chip, like Chip, will the the rabbit hole that he goes down, the amount of prep that he does to to save two hundred dollars to find a hundred and seventy five dollar weird gift card that you get separately in the mail if you get a credit card and then cancel it and then or never cancel it but mm. pay it off or use it to pay your mortgage or you use it to pay your uh some big bill for childcare or whatever and he's like you just gotta spend five thousand dollars in a month and I'm like I don't want to spend five thousand dollars in a month yeah can I not uh and he's like you gotta you gotta do it and then figure out I was like, 
well, I don't want anything that's $5,000. Yeah. And so I was like, I guess I could do all of my flights right now. And then, then I'll have another card sitting around this house that I hope that I don't forget to pay, which would exactly. be... exactly It's too hard. It's too hard. But he loves it. He loves it. And that is the rabbit hole that he will... That he'll sit and, and do. It's like, worth it. And what I love about the congressional dish is that you're willing to watch these hearings. Yeah. I fucking hate Robert's rules with the power of the sun. <laughs> and uh, the idea of watching hearings and trying to... Because I can't even listen to the speeches of I, Obama. Yeah. Well, um, those are super boring to me. I sometimes watch them. I sometimes don't. Well, they're so full not, of lies. They're full of lies. It's all a show. I like to watch the sausage being made. Yeah. And especially now, five years in, I know all these characters. Yeah. You know, like, I know who your husband is, you dirty bitch. I know that you're making money off of this. Like, nice. it's so fun when you have some of the background, you know? So it's so it's just you can watch people being hypocritical. You can watch people being really good. You know, like um, Claire McCaskill. She's a Democratic senator from Missouri. Yeah. She has been fighting contractors and f- waste and fraud and contracting for years and years and years. So anytime and nobody gives a shit and I've never heard of her. What's her name? Claire? Claire McCaskill of Missouri. And like there's other areas where she's not great. But I know if there's a hearing that has to do with contracting and Claire walks in, I'm grabbing the popcorn because <laughs> these are going to be a great five minutes. <laughs> right. Elizabeth Warren has the same thing. She walks into a banking committee. I'm watching. Yeah. You know, and then there's certain people like if Louis Gohmert says anything. Yeah. I'm going to go take a five-minute nap. <laughs> so it's just like you just know. How, how do you spell his last name? Uh, G-O-H-M-E-R-T. And who He's is he? goofball from Texas. He's a representative. I call it Gomert Hour. Mm-hmm. He'll go on the House floor. He gets like an hour every day to say whatever. It's the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. He's been in Congress for at least 10 years. It's unbelievable. Like, this is what makes me crazy about meeting comedians now in my new podcasting world. I have met so many interesting, insightful people that I trust more than the ones that are in Congress. And my comedian friends are all fame whores. And it's like, you could be on international television for an hour a day saying whatever you want about the world. Run for something. Yeah. Instead, we have Louis fucking Gohmert up there (laughs) talking about things that are pure nonsense. Right. Like, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Get on C-SPAN every day. Like, talk some sense into these people. I don't want to be led by Joe Rogan. But uh, fair enough. I do. But you... He will legalize weed in a minute. <laughs> right. But so will everyone else. That's and, true. But, Except for these fools. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. We're being run by and the thing people is, we is don't even like. You follow 500 people every day. Yeah, so it's my soap opera. It's your soap opera. So you would know that... it. So for you to say that Joe Rogan would be a better representative in Hands the house... Hands down. Of, I have no doubts about it. That gives me more hope for Joe Rogan than I've ever had in my life. Uh, I've never met Joe Rogan, uh, but every time I hear him say something, I also go take a lap because uh, uh, he is a fucking piece of work. But and, that's what we need. We need some pieces of work in there to go up to these people in the leadership and be like, what the hell are you doing? This right. makes no sense. This, this is, is clearly corrupt. Yeah. We need people to say it to their faces and to behave like this is not normal right because when you watch them it's a completely different universe they all think it's okay they all think it's normal they all take the campaign contributions and at this point the way i'm seeing it is that they're collecting all the money to get our votes but they need the money to advertise themselves to us yeah the only people that can really compete with that right now until we can change the system are people who are already famous that's how trump did it right so we need some like 
legit famous people who are good people to at least volunteer. In California, it costs, I think, eight. it's less than $1,800 to get yourself on the primary ballot. Okay. I would love for some celebrities to just put their, name to, their names on the ballot. If they're good people, yeah. put your name on the ballot. At least give us the chance to vote for you. Yeah. Because at this point, like, money is controlling who's running because we don't know who these people are. Now, what about our, there are representatives here in California? Yeah, we have it's, 52 or 53 of them. We have 53 representatives in the House of Representatives because yeah. this state is enormous. It is. It's huge. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, do you know anything about the Wisconsin representatives? Well, yeah. Besides, Paul Ryan is the Speaker of the House. Yeah. he's. Uh, I believe he date raped me in college. I'm not saying he did. <laughs> I'm just saying he looks like the he guy. that look. And... Uh, it's he's age appropriate. He so, looks like the guy that would go to sleep in like a sleeping cap and like footy pajamas. No, that makes him human for me. Uh, <laughs> between him and Scott Walker, uh, my state is on fire. Well, uh, see, so, this is another thing that's happening to me is that I am seeing these people as human. I watch them every day. Okay. Paul Ryan is super Jesusy, like super Jesusy. But he's is also he really good? Oh yeah. But he's also a nice person. Like I was watching C-SPAN just randomly when Steve Scalise, who is the congressman that got shot playing baseball like six yeah. months ago. The day he came back, he was sitting on a couch and the cameras were there. And Paul Ryan came in and just like, like hugged him and cried. He was like, I'm so glad you're here. Like I prayed for you so hard. And like it was a really genuine thing for him to say to a friend. And I was just like, huh. I don't like how you run this country and everything you think about economics. Right. But I don't hate you. There's right. not a single person in Congress that I hate. And I think that's another thing, too. You really have to watch the individual and humanize all of them because they are just people. We look at the institution of Congress as if it's like this thing that's bigger than us. It's just a bunch of people just like us. Some are good. Some are bad. Um, according gonna- to John Boehner, some are Nazis. <laughs> like he just <laughs> said that in Politico this week. So we have a very representative group in right. Congress, according to the former Speaker of the House, and that we have everything in there. I just wish that we would get more people who weren't bribed. Right. You know? And, and, and the fact that, that they've, nor- they've sort of this entirely different universe that they think, well, this is how it works. So I shouldn't try to work it in any other way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fascinating. Yeah. I it's, think we need to get people in that aren't bribed to make the bribery illegal. Right. Right. If, these people if, sure won't. Right. So they won't because they have been bribed. Mm-hmm. They have all been bribed. And they think that's the system. It's yeah. normal. It's okay. I vehemently de- disagree with that. As right. do I think most of us that aren't involved. But until yeah. we're aware of what's happening, especially us non-voters, because that's the other thing too. The people that we've relegated all politics to are the most extreme. Yeah. So it's like we have about 20 to 25% of this country that votes Republican no matter what, no matter yeah. who it is. Mm-hmm. And we have, I don't really know what the Democrats, that's a less... Like that's a more fluid group of people, <laughs> but fifty percent of us, half of us, are sitting on the sidelines and not voting and not voting, just sitting back, being like, "That's just crazy. I've got shit to do. I'm not involved in this." And it's that's why everything seems so polarized, and why everything on TV and on the internet seems like we're all fighting with each other. But in my day to day life, no one's no. screaming at each other. No one's screaming at each other. No, and we're even, fine. Right. Even if someone's wearing a weird Trump hat in the grocery store, I don't talk to the guy. Yeah. I don't go run over to him and punch him in the nose. There was a bad incident a couple of months ago. <laughs> Rangers know. Uh, it's, that was an abnormal event. Anyway, so, uh, but the, uh, the, but I, you know, if someone has terrible politics on their t-shirt, and same with, um, uh, 
that's where I keep my vagina. Like, I mean, if some guy's wearing a horrible, you know, like Venice Beach, uh, my pussy is my wife or something, you know, or some, I mean, like some horrible <laughs> fucking thing, right? It would be, I don't go up to that guy and go, hey, I wish you wouldn't wear that in public. Yeah. Uh, I think to myself, I'm not going to hang out with that guy. That guy's not coming over for lunch. Yeah. Uh, this type of thing. So, and I'm crazy in the other way in that I went to Nashville and I saw a guy wearing like a Trump coat. Yeah. So what I did is I stalked him so I could get a good picture of it. Right. And then I walked away. Yeah. But we didn't fight. You know? <laughs> no one's fighting. Is there a Trump coat? It, he had to have it specially made. I've never seen it anywhere else. But it was like a white coat. It was black and white. But the black part was like a bunch of his faces. So it's like a wallpaper of Trump's face. And it was a nice, like, sports coat. <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, like, I kind of love this person. It's Trump cosplay out in the world. You're like, yeah. can I just have a picture of you? Uh, it'd be like if you were dressed as Daredevil. You know, you're yeah. like, yeah, can I just at a con? I was like, I'm in Nashville. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we're not going to fight about this. I just right. love you. Right, right. But there's this whole middle. There's yeah. a whole bunch of us that I think don't feel represented that I want to talk to. Yeah. You know, and I feel like instead of doing NPR and preaching to the choir or like going on Rachel Maddow or Fox or any of that shit, like that's not what I want to do. I want to talk to comedians. I want to yeah. be on the stage and like, I just want to have conversations about Congress with normal people. Right. And you hopefully will- get people to help me fix this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> make my TV better. <laughs> right. Right. It's uh, the drama. Keep the drama, but make the drama uh, actually effective. So- I just want to get two to three comedians. Uh, that's that's the dream just to get a couple to get into the house of representatives it's easy do you is al franken he's in the senate yeah he's disappointed me he became one of them oh did he yeah he's not funny anymore i used to really look forward to him but he's let me down so often and he's he's also very much bribed he takes an enormous amount of money so I don't think he's our ally the way he used to be. Well, and here's the thing you should know about comics. I know that you believe in comedians and that they are your great white hope. (laughs) Uh, Comics uh, do any number of shitty things for less money than you'd imagine. I know. So we are easily bribed, sadly. Uh, We could be purchased. uh, I am driving to Westlake Village for $100. (laughs) In January, that's not okay. There's no, there's, and I, and I'm not saying that the guy who's who booked me is making three hundred dollars. He might be. He might be making three times what I'm making, but he might not be. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's the only card I have to play right now. Right the now, only hope I have is that we get some funny people in there to make C-SPAN must-see TV like it is for me. <laughs> yeah. And then people start paying attention. Right. And when I think of comics, I'm like, who are the biggest whores that I know for TV time? That is that you are correct. And you'll get an hour. Like you get at least a minute every morning if you want it. Sometimes it's five. Mm-hmm. And then they just let you talk. For Stage half time. an hour, an hour. You yeah. know, I had an idea for a for a TV show, and it was a comic who won presidency, and then he filled his cabinet with comics, and every day they would want to do a press conference because they needed the stage time. Sounds and like Trump. It sounds like Trump, except for um, funny. He funny and and slightly more human because <laughs> uh, he he doesn't. He's what my favorite thing about Trump recently, uh, in and I use the term loosely, is that he just wants to play it being a big shot. Yeah, like he wants to have meetings with people. He wants to talk in front of a press conference. He wants to go golf with people in power. Yeah, uh, and he wants to play it being a big shot, not realizing. 
he's actually a big shot. There's tasks that he could be doing uh, because he has a big shot job. And, uh, okay, go play being a big shot, weirdo Magoo. And uh, hopefully uh, it doesn't Emperor Palpatine on us. Like, he's not going to... Do you you foresee any sort of, like, dissolving of the Congress by George... uh, By... uh, No. By Donald Trump. No. I think he's... His ego is too big. I think we are seeing exactly what he is. He's He's playing the president. Yes. He's TV. I'm far more concerned about what Mike Pence is doing because I think he's the one running the country. Just how like Dick Cheney was running the country for George W. Bush. Mm -hmm. Pence is running the country for Donald Trump, which is why like there was no indication that this was going to be an administration by and for fossil fuels. But there was plenty of that when you saw Mike Pence. Like he is in bed with the Koch brothers, has been for a long, long time. Yeah. And now you see the Koch brothers congressman, literally. Mike Pompeo was the Koch brothers congressman. He represented them in Congress and they gave him over $375,000 to run. He was their congressman. He is now the CIA director. Rex Tillerson is the CEO of ExxonMobil. Like right. these were picks made by Pence while Trump was golfing. Right. You know, so yeah, it's like yeah. he's not really running shit. And all these people are like, we're going to impeach him. And I'm like, okay. You're just going to make Pence more official. Right. Let's pay attention to Congress because they can throw both of them out on their asses. Right. They have the power. Right. So Um, Congress is my hope for everything. Right. And at this point, my only goal is to get people to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) If you could please watch these hearings. So C-SPAN 3. It's so good. That's the money shot right there. Because it's how big are the hearings? Well, they can range. So sometimes they're an hour. Sometimes they're an entire day. Sometimes they go multiple days. And are they 12 people? Are they 100 Depends. people? Sometimes I've seen... So I saw one. It was like John McCain, Lindsey Graham, and he was questioning like Henry Kissinger, Jack Keane, who's a really influential general, and James Mattis, who's now our Secretary of Defense. And there were like three people in the room. But I was able to watch it through the committee website. So here, if you want to go into like the deep yeah. Congress... You can watch all the hearings on their website. So there's a lot that doesn't even make it to C-SPAN. And I have to record that through my computer screen because you oh, can't download it. Right, right. But that's where the good stuff is. <laughs> that's where the real conversation That's where they're happen. hiding because they yep. know no one's watching. They know no one's watching. And sometimes there's no one even in the room. Oh, hello, Aaron Burr. And in that uh, one, they planned the war in Hamilton? Syria. Uh, I no. haven't. Okay. But uh, they planned the war in Syria? In that empty hearing. I watched it, and then everything they said was going to happen fucking happened. It was yeah. amazing. Ah, see, this thing, I'm like excited about it. I'm like, this is so cool. It was amazing and gross. <laughs> it was so and gross. But. So, uh, and and it's called the c- c- committee. What's the website? So it's just there's a bunch of different committees. So you just go to oh, you have whichever to find, one. You, yeah. you're like okay. So where is a li- so if you go to dot gov right? If you go to congress.gov yeah. and you go to uh, what hearings are today. Is there such a thing? There is. It's easier to find it with the ones that already happened. Okay. Um, because they changed their schedule and stuff. But there is, if you look up congressional record, okay. there's something called the Daily Digest. It's the first few pages. It's between six and 12 pages. Anyone can look at it. And that lists what all the hearings were that took place. So that's how I find out about the secret ones. Right. I look them up on C-SPAN first. If they're not there, I go straight to the committee because it'll tell you which one it is. Yeah. And you just look at the hearings on the website. It's probably on YouTube. And it was, and it was, but this is uh, probably a day later. Yeah. It's usually downloaded about a day later. Okay. I mean, we have amazing access to our government for now. I am afraid because there's nothing on 
legally saying they have to put all the hearings on YouTube. That's yeah. a law that I would really love to see yeah. because they could just strip the internet. It's another yeah. reason why I like to download the stuff and keep it in my Dropbox where it's just like, I can prove that it happened. Yeah. You know, and you give people there. time stamps. And even if the link disappears, it's like, well, here's the transcripts. Here's the time stamps. Like someone in history has this. Yeah. But they could make those disappear. But as long as we have them. Yeah. They're fun to watch. Uh, they're fun to watch. Well, this has been terrifying. And you're fascinating. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, uh, but it is fascinating. And it, it's there's is a, a, a part of me that wishes that I listen to it more myself. But I... Uh, can't. So, uh, but I do, do for, yeah. I do vote. And, uh, yeah, if I, uh, congressional dish sounds like a fascinating. So do you listen to other podcasts at one and a half? Uh, I have been. Yeah. Yeah. Just Cause you, you got to get the info. Well, my favorite podcasts are so long. So it's like Joe Rogan goes for three hours. Yeah. No agenda. I like that one. And goes for three hours and three hour podcast. Yeah. That's, Who's no I agenda? Don't have enough time. So that's Adam Curry. He's okay. one of the, he used to be an MTV VJ. That's how okay. most people know him, but he's also interested in the same crap. He listens, he watches hearings and reads bills. Yeah. And, um, John C. Dvorak, who mm-hmm. most people know from this week in tech and he's been a writer forever. And what they do is they watch the media and analyze the way the media is covering everything. Okay. And so that's, they're kind of how I'm finding out how the media is covering things. Cause I don't watch any of it. I'm right. in airports a lot, so that's how I absorb some of it. Nope. But I I will I only, avoid it. I only read the news. I will not have anyone tell me what the news is. I don't want... Uh, tell me what the news is. Don't tell me what to think about it. Well, My brain works just fine. That's why I, I will only... And I will read... I will read their speeches. Mm-hmm. I read all of Obama's speeches. I read all of Bill Clinton's speeches. I haven't... I, have, I read George Bush's... Skimmed. Uh, there was There was some speeches... <laughs> There's some skimming, but it's easier to see the lies in print. Absolutely. Because of the blank space, you know, and uh, I can, you know, that uh, the magic eye, it's beautiful. (laughs) All of a sudden, that's a dolphin. And uh, so, but it's easier in print. I can tell that I'm being lied to easier. Yeah. And, um, but I could see the appeal of, I would love to know who, like you've named a half a dozen people that I've never heard of. Mm. That I that I don't know who they are, and uh, and quite honestly, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but because uh, I want, I I love the idea of representative government, uh, where I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just want a representative who will fix this. And um, my joke, of course, is that I'm an Amazon Prime member. I don't understand. I've already paid for shipping. Fix this. <laughs> and so, but the. But yeah, I get that advanced citizenship requires this kind of work. Yeah. Well, and the good news is you're not required to know all 535. You're required to know three. You have two in the Senate, one in the House. Those are your only responsibilities. And so if we just break it down to that, if you know your person, how they're voting, because that's the other thing too. How are we supposed to judge our representative if we don't know what the hell these bills did? Yeah. You know, so that's another reason why I want to do this. I want to pick out like the healthcare one. I really tracked that all last year and kept track of how everybody voted. And I think that's what you should be voting on in 2012. How they voted on that is so important. Right. And then, you know, there's other ones too, though. You can see, you can see how they vote about all this stuff I'm talking about. Right. So, right. And I just follow my own rabbit holes, but I only feel responsible for my three. And yeah. Well, I thought there were 52. What just happened? Well, because we only, you only get to vote for one representative in the house. Yeah. So yes, California has 53, but you only vote for the one in this group of 700,000 that you're in. 
Right. So that's the only one you have any power over. If you even call the next congressman over, they won't take your call because you're not a constituent. Okay. So you only need to be concerned. Like you personally, you have Feinstein and Harris. Those are your senators. And then Van Nuys, I have no fucking idea who your uh, representative is. If you said it, I would know it. <laughs> I probably know it, but I just right. don't. And you don't know, you don't have the geography in your head. Well, Los and Angeles I don't have alone the name has like head. 20 of them. Right. Because so, there's 11 million people. So yeah. So, and that's, that's the most important thing to keep in mind is like when you break it down, when you look at those specifics, just like in your job, it's also in the Congress. It's a lot easier to digest when you look at I'm only responsible for these three mm-hmm. and I can pick out a couple bills to judge them on and just show up and vote. Yeah. But we can't have 50 of us sitting on the sidelines and let the crazies run this place. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're doing now. Fair enough. And we are at an hour, uh, which is – that's an excellent message. Excellent message, uh, Jen Bernie. <laughs> it's uh, – um, yeah. Rep- okay. Well, I'm, thank you I'm- so much for having me. It's <laughs> such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. I had to write that down, so I'm glad you took over the podcasting. See, that's <laughs> That's why. what pros do. That's what pros, pros do. <laughs> We're talking here, of course, to Jen Briney, at Jen Briney, on Twitter and Instagram. Her podcast, Congressional Dish, sounds uh, like required listening, you guys, and kind of hilarious, as you will find out the different characters of the people that run the United States of America. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And you know the rules out there, Rangers. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?